industry in Hong Kong has grown enormously over the last 12 years by over 10 times. And uh, their customers are really property developers. Mm. They lend uh, at a double-digit interest rate. Under the belief that the uh, uh, Chinese property market would go, uh, always go up, and, uh, and, the, and the government will, will ensure it will go up. And when mm. push comes to shove, the government will pay the bail them, them, them out. Mm. Uh, let's see this time. I don't think the government will bail them out. So what happens to Evergrande is that uh, if Evergrande doesn't pay, the market may reprice the risk. And that makes it very hard for other developers to roll over their existing for, uh, dollar debts. And uh, and uh, so uh, when uh, when uh, when coming due, they would have to pay up. So there will the pressure will uh, there will be enormous pressure for these guys to liquidate assets onshore mm-hmm. to pay off these uh, offshore uh, liabilities, and that could mushroom into something uh, bigger over time. Andy, thank you very much. Sadly, we've run out of time. Love to talk to you more about this, but that's very interesting thoughts there from Shanghai-based independence economist Andy Shi. You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. Let's take a look at uh, the markets. Not many of them are open uh, at the moment. Mainland Chinese markets, Taiwan markets, uh, Japan markets and South Korea are all closed today. But the Hang Seng uh, looks to, is looking set to open about uh, 0.4% lower. And in Australia, the SX200 is down 0.9% at the moment. In the commodities markets, Brent crude oil is trading at $75.10 a barrel. Gold is at $1,754 an ounce. Thank you for listening this morning. Do please join me again tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock for Money Talk and stay tuned for Back Chat after the news with Jim Gould and Mike Rouse. The weather forecast for today, hot with sunny periods and a few showers. The maximum temperature will be about 32 degrees and the outlook is for a few showers in the next couple of days. Sunny periods on the Mid-Autumn Festival on Wednesday and it's 29 degrees right now, 86% relative humidity. 8.32, here's Barry O'Rourke with the half-hour news. Nearly 90% of eligible voters have cast their ballots for about a quarter of the 1,500 seats to form the new election committee. However, the results of the first subsector, involving around 50 votes, did not come in until 3am. It was the first of three local elections after Beijing's revamp of Hong Kong's electoral system. Natalie Ching reports from the convention centre where the election took place. As voting began, Chief Executive Carrie Lam said she welcomes people with different opinions to join the political system as long as they share the objective of succeeding under the one country, two systems principle. She denied that having candidates passing a vetting process to ensure they are patriots was a way to filter out opposition voices. Candidates from subsectors ranging from financial services to Chinese medicine were voted in to form the powerful new electoral body, with three sectors seeing a 100% turnout rate. Meanwhile, the Secretary for Constitutional and Mainland Affairs, Eric Zeng, dismissed suggestions that the poll was a small-circle election. He said there is broad representation on the committee. Mr. Zeng said a good democratic system that suits the SAR is one that ensures only patriots rule Hong Kong. The head of the Electoral Affairs Commission, Barnabas Fung, says he's very sorry for the delay in the announcement of the election committee results, saying the time needed far exceeded reasonable expectations. The problem mainly lies with the hand-filling ballot paper account. There are some minor discrepancies, and we're looking into 
it as to whether counting could still be conducted side by side the reconciliation of the balance paper account. And we will look into the matter thoroughly and I think it may not be fair to pinpoint particular but incomplete situation. Mr Fung insisted the problem had nothing to do with the electronic voter registration or the automatic counting systems, saying they mostly worked smoothly except for the jamming of counting paper a few times. When asked whether the Commission or any official in particular has to be accountable for the problem, Mr Fung said he didn't want blame for anyone for the problem. At this stage I can say they are uh, human error or error of judgment as to whether uh, the problem should be raised with the EAC rather than to be uh, resolved within the frontline staff. And overseas, a faction of the Philippines governing party has nominated the champion boxer and current senator Manny Pacquiao as its presidential candidate for next year's election. Two weeks ago, a rival faction nominated President Rodrigo Duterte as its choice for vice president and a longtime presidential aide, Bongo, for the top job. More news on the hour from RTHK. Good morning and welcome to Back Chat. Uh, I'm Jim Gould and your co-host today is Mike Rouse. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Jim. On today's programme, the Election Committee and later on career opportunities in the mainland. Nearly 90% of about 4,900 eligible voters have cast their ballots in the Election Committee subsector elections held yesterday. They were deciding on 364 seats in the 13 or 40 subsectors which were being contested. The voting was taking place under a new electoral system following the central government's overhaul designed to ensure that only those regarded as patriots can be in positions of authority. The 1,500-member election committee is made up of five big sectors with 40 subsectors that include representatives from businesses, professional bodies, labour and religious groups, as well as national legislators and groups that have ties to the central authorities. It was a very different-looking exercise from previous occasions, with the number of individual voters greatly reduced and largely replaced by corporate votes. We'll be taking a look at the changed political landscape. Meanwhile, the head of the Electoral Affairs Commission has apologised for a delay in the announcement of the full results, saying it appeared there'd been problems with ballot verification papers. After 9.15, we're looking at career opportunities in the mainland, with the All-China Youth Federation announcing 40,000 jobs and internships for young people from Hong Kong in the next five years. You can let us know your thoughts, leave a message on our Facebook page, Backchat on RTHK Radio 3, email us at backchat at rthk.hk or give us a call on 233 Well, uh, joining us now uh, on the line, we have uh, political analyst uh, Chris Young, who's uh, former chairman of the Hong Kong Journalists Association, and also... Uh, no, Not yet. Uh, um, and we're also hoping to be joined by uh, Ronnie Tong, uh, Senior Counsel and Convener of Path of Democracy. Um, so, um, uh, Chris Young, are you there? Hi, Chris. Hi, good, Mike. good morning. Hi, morning. To, good, good morning to you. Thanks for joining. Uh, yeah, like I say, we're expecting uh, Ronnie Tong to join soon. Um, what, what, do you, what do you think of? Uh, you know, uh, yesterday's uh, proceedings, um, uh, the turnout, uh, uh, the way the uh, election was conducted and so on? Uh, 
turn out, although um, you, you might say um, it's a record high, I mean, over only 90% uh, turnout rate, but as you uh, said at the um, beginning of this uh, program, um, if you look at the small figures, um, the, the major figures, I think that tells uh, the story. Uh, in, in Hong Kong, we have 4 million, in fact, 4 million registered voters. And in the 2016, um, the last, the previous election committee uh, election, uh, still um, 246,000 um, registered voters uh, were entitled to vote. But yesterday, um, we have only something like 4,900 4, people, uh, registered voters, who can vote. And of them, uh, say, about um, 4,400, say, um, voters vote. So that uh, that makes uh, something like 90% uh, turnout rate. And I think first, I think that turnout rate is uh, meaningless and if not mis- mis- misleading. Because um, it's a very small number. Uh, yes, I think so. so Elections, I think, of course, it's important to, to, to understand why people vote, but also important to understand why people do not vote. I think this time, uh, most uh, over 90, well, over 90 something percent of registered voters uh, cannot vote because uh, they are not uh, um, um, entitled to vote in this election committee election. So that's a uh, I think that's a, that's a very strange election. That's the mo- most strange uh, election in Hong Kong in 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 in, uh, in 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 history. In any elections, it's always a uh, broad reflection of um, the society. I mean, uh, what people want uh, to see uh, uh, their represent, what kind of representatives they want uh, mm. to have uh, in the in the system. But in this elections, uh, with the revamped, uh, the system has already, say, um, uh, uh, seriously distort, um, distort um, um, the the nature. I would say the, the nature or the purpose of the e- elections. But the, so, the, um, the uh, I mean, the government and, and pro-establishment people have uh, said that, of course, there were a lot more corporate votes this time, which which makes the thing more representative. Um, it turned, uh, 
exchange to to, to corporate worlds, and um, those corporations or bodies uh, say um, uh, eligible to, to to have a vote. Um, I think their representativeness is very diverse. Mm-hmm. Of course, we have um, bar association, law society, but then many other uh, legal so-called legal bodies. I think just uh, are, are unknown, in fact, to 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 a, to a lot of people in society. And I think that uh, has also significantly uh, distort the distort the corporate world, uh, system. Not to mention. Chris, if we take a step back at, yep. from this and look at it as outsiders might, yep. um, there's 1,500 members of this yep. election committee which is going to be tremendously powerful. It's going to choose yep. the chief executive and it's going to choose 40 out of the 90 members of the future LegCo. Um, there are only The elections yesterday were in respect of... 364 of them. That, that, that kind of stands out by itself, doesn't it? We're not elect, uh, I, either many of them are not elected at all or there was no competition in the, in the other, what was it, 1,100 and something votes? Uh, yes, uh, that's another very important aspect, as Mike, you just um, uh, explained, that um, um, the, of the, of the 1,500, I think only, say, kind of uh, one-third, or, or less than one-third, I would say, um, uh, are, open, are open to, uh, to have, competi- have competition. And if you look at carefully at the so-called competition, it's, uh, it's more cosmetic, symbolic than, than, than substantive. And, of course, um, the whole system has already, say, uh, 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 closed the door for, I would say, the, um, the pandemocrats, the, the pandemocrats. Um, and and, and uh, uh, one major feature of these elections is, is, of course, is the kind of a total absence uh, of a major, say, uh, body of opinion in society, which were uh, reflected in previous elections um, close to, say, 50% to 60% of, of votes went to um, the pandemocrats. Um, but this uh, mere, say, uh, fact is not, is not reflected in the, in, in the, in the system itself. Um, so you see um, the, 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 the democrats, I think, um, of course, there are other factors, but um, they, um, they have completely, say, I think, disappeared, I would say, in, 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 in these elections, with just may, maybe less than five uh, so-called non-establishment candidates. Will they have um, any chance among the 30 functional constituencies, the traditional pandems? Um, I think with the change um, of the uh, voting system, I think uh, to corporate to, to corporate world instead of um, individual um, individual individual votes, um, uh, I think that the chance uh, of um, say Democrats, I think uh, uh, perhaps now the Democrats, the, the title of Democrats has already become a kind of a original scene. If anyone, I would say, if anyone wanted the banner of Democrats, um, I, I'm afraid, I think under the present or the foreseeable 
uh, a political, say, environment, it will, will be extremely difficult. But, uh, but surely, no. Wait a minute, sorry. though. There have been rumours yeah. that Beijing representatives are actually encouraging the Democrats to put up some candidates. Um, I, I'm, I'm afraid that's, um, that's a kind of a tactic and aimed to, say, make the, uh, to, to, to cause confusion. Um, but uh, judging from what happened um, well, since the enactment of the national security law and the revamp of the electoral, the electoral system, uh, I, I think it's quite clear, increasingly clear now that um, the system and the, the way of politics uh, works uh, are, are aimed at, say, uh, uh, keeping the so-called Democrats in the system uh, as, 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 as few as, as, as possible. I think one interesting thing is that uh, if you look at Dick T. Yun, uh, the former Democratic Party um, uh, uh, figure... Yeah, I was going to mention uh, him by name, yeah. yes. He, he was running uh, uh, in his capacity in, uh, as a non-establishment candidate. Uh, he, he, he himself, uh, I think, well, perhaps uh, has also deliberately... Uh, try not to run uh, as a well Democrat or, or with democratic uh, affiliations, but just non-establishment. So uh, I think that that's uh, that's a signal in, in itself. Um, Chris, you mentioned the uh, 90% turnout rate before. Uh, different ways of looking at that, of course. Um, I mean, I'm wondering. Given the the small number of voters, given that we had uh, uh, corporate voting, all the candidates were screened beforehand, all the importance that that was placed on this uh, election exercise by the authorities, wouldn't you have expected perhaps you know a hundred percent turnout? You know what what, what happened to those ten uh, percent who didn't vote? Well, um, well, if you look, uh, look at the small figures, I think the uh, the education sector. Um, the turnover rate is something like 70-something uh, percent, and so I think that's a mark, uh, much relatively uh, low, lower turnout, but still, of course, it's a 70, 70 something percent. Um, I think that's, um, that's also, I would say, with reflection of, uh, well, maybe a kind of a passive, um, passive, say, um, um, well, objection or opposition to the system. Um, but of course, um, the, um, um, those figures, I would say, are, are, are really do not mean, uh, mean a lot, I think, in, in these elections, right. because a lot of fundamentals are, 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 have been distorted. The Democratic Party leader, Lokine, said that the party would meet within September to decide whether yep. it was going to try to field any candidates. When is that meeting going to take place? I forgot the date. I'm not sure whether they have fixed the date. But, well, it's uh, the 20th. Have, this is only yeah, 10 yeah, days yeah. left. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 uh, they, they said it, 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 it seems that um, the, uh, the likelihood of them, um, say, um, backing any candidates in the, in, in the next electoral election is extremely, I would say, extremely uh, uh, slim. Um, given the overall, say, political um, developments, I think a lot of uh, democratic groups, um, the latest uh, confederation of trade unions, 
uh, I have no choice, I would say, from their perspective, uh, but to close down. And secondly, um, elections uh, um, uh, needs a lot of resources uh, and, right. uh, and, um, and network in districts. I think those are vanishing. I mean, um, I think uh, even the Democratic Party um, doesn't have um, uh, meaningful resources. And their, and their network in districts, I think, have been seriously, um, say, uh, um, uh, undermined, I think, with, uh, with the departure of um, district council members. Right, because they were on salaries and, and so on, and there's a lot of resources yeah, I, there. I think their staff uh, have to be dismissed. So um, they, they, they just, even if, if uh, they want to do so, they, they just don't have the manpower and the resources, and, and how can you raise money uh, under the present circumstances for elections? Yes, okay. certain people you better not ask for for money. <laughs> well, you're listening to uh, Back Chat with Mike Rouse and me, Jim Gould, and we're talking to Chris Young at the moment, a political analyst and former chairman of the Hong Kong Journalists Association. We are still hoping to be joined uh, by Ronnie Tong, senior counsel and convener of uh, Path of Democracy. We're trying to contact him at the moment. Um, in the meantime, let us know your thoughts. Uh, leave a message on our Facebook page, Backchat on RTHK Radio 3. Email us at backchat at rthk.hk or give us a call on 233-88266. Um, an email here from uh, Vic. Uh, talking about the delay in the election results, says, uh, how can the government screw up a small circle election? Why are the results not out? It's only going to result in accusations and suspicions of result manipulation. It's time for heads to roll, and we should seriously think of outsourcing elections also to a more efficient team. What a serious loss of credibility. Let's see who takes the bullet. Um, Chris, do you have any insight on what went wrong with the vote uh, tallying system? Extremely embarrassing, of course. Uh, the um, uh, uh, in view of the, the the exact number of votes casted, uh, I think that is really inexcusable. I mean, um, the um, but of course uh, the, the the practical impact um, is, um, is is very little. I think I think a lot. I think uh, I, I think a lot of people um, uh, have no role. role no votes are in these elections. I think they just uh, look at it uh, as, as, a, as, as a drama. I think right, but, but Chris, drama. There, was, there was a specific directive from yeah. Han, Han Jing that this had to be run smoothly and efficiently. Um, yes, ex ex exactly. I think um, uh, the, they promised to improve the election system. Now, uh, I think it's been radical that... Uh, the more immediate task is to improve the vote counting procedure and and and, and, um, and system. I guess um, the, the the maybe the election arrangements uh, have been so complicated. And um, uh, but anyway, um, I think it's uh, uh, I think a proper a proper apology. I think they have to really look at carefully at every step, and um, it, it just. Um, shouldn't happen. I mean, in, right. in Hong Kong, so embarrassing. Beijing so focused on this, having changed the system and having yep. issued very clear directives to the SAR government that this has got to be run like <laughs> clockwork 
And then here we are, what, it's nearly nine o'clock. I think we're still waiting for some results. Uh, yes, of course. Uh, 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 well, more bullets uh, for those uh, who don't like um, carry them. I mean, uh, uh, so one more, well, perhaps uh, uh, embarrassing, I think, em embarrassing um, error, I mean, uh, a blunder or, or, or hiccup, I mean. You're um, referring now to yeah. that misspelling of all the different character for yeah, China last yeah. week in the backdrop. of the election committee, uh, which is going to elect the next uh, chief executive, uh, we'll probably uh, going to see more um, uh, of this kind of uh, criticism or radicals uh, uh, against the uh, Lam. Um, I don't, don't expect that uh, he's a sure win or he's the only candidate. And um, we, we have already seen uh, say, uh, some local, say, uh, opponents of Gary Lamb in the election uh, committees. And, um, and don't expect, of course, uh, uh, people like John Zhang or, 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 or of that kind will be competing in uh, the next year's chief executive elections. Uh, but still, I think within the, the pro-establishment camp, um, they, 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 there are undercurrents. And um, someone who don't like uh, Carrie Lam and uh, want a uh, another person. Mm. Any name come to your mind? Well, of course, I see Wylong, uh, the former chief executive. Um, I think um, it, it's quite clear, that obvious that uh, he's um, he's keen to, um, to he's, run again. But he's been uh, very but, quiet for the last six, seven weeks now. Uh, yes. Yes, I think after a, a brief, brief run of pretty active, say, um, uh, uh, presence uh, in uh, the, the on, on on his Facebook and um, and 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 in and, and in public, uh, perhaps um, um, now the election committee election I think uh, is over, and uh, the I think the jockeying say uh, for the for, for the next chief executive. Uh, in fact, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be uh, we'll be up again. Mm. Of course, yeah. we've got the uh, the LegCo elections in December. Um, what kind of campaign can we expect there? Do you think? Well, um, the um, I think the political landscape I've seen is uh, uh, is is clear in one sense that the Democrats, I think. Uh, won't be able to make any presence, I think, meaningful presence uh, in the upcoming elections and in the political uh, system in the next, well, at least in the next four years or five, five years. So um, the focus of attention will be on the pro-establishment camp. But there are 20 and, seats, aren't there? Or, yeah. sorry, 20, there will be 20 elected from 10 seats. Uh, so if, if, yeah. the, if the vote turnout went as usual... Uh, from each of yeah. the ten seats, there would be one pro-government candidate successful and one pro-non-government candidate uh, successful. So, in theory, well, they could go; they could get ten. Well, in theory, yes, but in, um, in 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 reality, I think it will be much, much, uh, much less. Uh, first, um, I think there will be a a a, a degree of boycott. Uh, I think just. 
uh, a lot of uh, a lot of voters who who who, who have been supporting um, pro democracy candidates um, may just say decide uh, not to vote or they don't have the right uh, candidate, so they just well uh, ignore the, the the elections. And um, and secondly, even there are uh, there are some non-establishment candidates. Um, they may uh, be competing against each other. So uh, so the pro-establishment camp with better coordination um, uh, among themselves. Um, I won't be surprised that uh, if the pro-establishment camp uh, say snap all the two seats uh, in each geographical constituency due to uh, uh, some factors. Uh, uh, like um, I think the 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 the, the, the democracy democracy voters uh, voting behavior, and secondly, the uh, the competition among non establishment candidates. So uh, certainly, it will be less than ten. Uh, it's just uh, a, a, a question of exactly how many um, non establishment candidates will be able to get the geographical seats. Okay. So, um, uh, of the total ninety, total ninety seats, um, uh, I don't think the the non-establishment non-establishment camp or the democratic camp will have any significant presence uh, in the next match go. Okay. Well, Chris Young, stay with us. Uh, we've got to take a short break uh, for the news summary at nine o'clock. Um, email us uh, backchat at rthk.hk message our Facebook page backchat on rthk radio 3 call us on 233882266 quick look at the weather hot with sunny periods and a few showers isolated thunderstorms at first the outlook a few showers in the next few days sunny periods over the mid-autumn festival it's 29 degrees humidity 84% committee subsector elections and later on around about 9:15 uh, we're going to be uh, talking about job opportunities in the mainland uh, where we'll be joined by Stanley Choi who's a standing committee member of the All China Youth Federation we were uh, trying before nine o'clock to uh, contact uh, Ronnie Tong senior counsel and convener of the path of democracy to who's going to take part in our uh, conversation, but we haven't been able to reach him um, this morning. Um, I do have a few emails from listeners. Uh, this one from Alan says, uh, this election is an insult to the people of Hong Kong. It is democracy only in the sense that the People's uh, uh, Democratic Republic of Korea is, in that it uses the word. Discussing the results and turnout as if it was a real election or if the results were not predetermined is an absurd exercise. Um, that from Alan. Um, OK, um, still with us is uh, Chris Young, political analyst and uh, former chairman of the Hong Kong Journalists Association. Um, Chris, how do you think I, this uh, election exercise uh, will be perceived by the international community? Well, um, uh, as, 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 as I mentioned earlier, um, because the, um, the figures themselves um, uh, speak, I mean... Um, the, the the changes are just so so drastic. Um, that will certainly, I think, um, cast a negative, um, create more negative, say, um, uh, send more me negative messages uh, to the international community. Um, that he um, say after 24 years 
of a return to Chinese sovereignty. I think the 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 process of democratic um, development has now been reversed um, back to some kind of a, a, a apartment a, a, a apartment systems as we as we saw during the uh, colonial uh, period, uh, which had been criticised as um, this this disgraceful and in 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 in, in insulting uh, to the um, to the Hong Kong people. But, but unfortunately and ironically, I think the the, the system has uh, is now uh, moving moving uh, is taking a big step backwards. Okay, uh, we're now uh, joined uh, on the line by uh, DAB member and uh, regular uh, co-host on this program, uh, Nixie Lam. Good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. So, um, well, uh, you you will be a member of the new election committee. Um, uh, how did things go yesterday from your from your perspective? Um, I think it's quite a peaceful one. Like finally, I mean, like like, like I mentioned earlier, it's basically quite chaotic. I mean, two years ago, everybody remember what's been happening during the election time and all the threatening that was pushing to the politicians and stuff. So yesterday is a peaceful one. Like finally, after two years and after all the reruns. And what I'm actually happy to look at is like we have a lot of youth, um, women, and grassroots representatives entering into the elect, uh, election committee can actually contribute to the real situation uh, in Hong Kong. They understand more. Um, I'm actually representing the youth sector. We have 34 people yeah. joining, and uh, we already point out, uh, point out a lot of uh, policies that is trying to help Hong Kong. Uh, we've been doing a lot of the focus group with a lot of uh, different groups of young people. Um, I had the honor to talk to some of the IT representatives yesterday, Maxim, and uh, we're already talking about some joint collaboration between the IT section, um, which is the tech section now, uh, and the youth trying to see um, and, and seek out more opportunity for the youth in, in town. You're 34, Alexi. Good morning. Um, yes. The 34 representing uh, young people, was that competitive or was it, it, it's quite competitive. If you're looking at the whole figures, like we're actually from All China Youth uh, Federation. Um, we have 102 representatives in Hong Kong, uh, holistically for All China, um, that is including all the provinces in China. We, uh, we only have 1,375 people, so that is about one, uh, one out of one million people. So in Hong Kong, we have 102, and uh, among that, 34 of us is already uh, are, are becoming, uh, well, already became uh, election committee member. You, were you so, elected? And, and we're actually from quite a big um, spectrum of um, different industries. We have, well, uh, young, young politicians like me. Uh, we have a few of them. We have a lot of professionals like accountants and lawyers and stuff. Um, we also have young entrepreneurs be, been doing, starting up their new businesses, uh, understand what's been happening. We have young leaders of all those youth organizations in Hong Kong, which they have been serving the young, uh, young youngsters for quite a number of years already. And, uh, and also, it's interesting, we have quite a few members been actively working across both borders. So they sort of understand what are the challenges and stuff. As you know, we need to do a lot of the um, um, uh, breaching between, uh, I mean, trying to help out 
how to smooth out the Greater Bay Area opportunities and stuff, mm-hmm. um, they can actually give out really good advice. I'm, I'm a bit confused. I'm not familiar with these procedures. Did the 102 that you mentioned, did they elect the 34, or, or how did that work? Yes, uh, sort of like uh, we have 102 members that is eligible to, to elect all China youth representatives. We're actually in Sector 5. Sector 5 is all those um, members from like uh, CG, uh, like NPCC and then also uh, for us and also the women sector, um, the all China, it's all the all China related um, organizations that were members were actually appointed um, by some of the, or invited by some of the um, um, organizations that is, uh, is the all China organizations. <laughs> I'm not very sure whether you understand what is the all China organizations. We have like commercial sector sessions that is including all those um, 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 uh, companies. So we have quite a few members in Hong Kong. I think we have more than 20. I think they have about five representatives this time uh, in Sector 5. And also our Women's Federation, um, they have quite a, a handful of numbers in Hong Kong and doing quite a, a lot of the community work uh, projects and stuff. Um, so it just, it, it's just like that. It's quite complicated. I don't think I have enough time to explain yeah. now. Like, like we only have a few minutes here. Of, co- of, co- of course, the point has been made that the number of voters uh, yesterday was, was many, many fewer than the, the last time around in 2016. I think there were about a quarter of a million people could vote in the uh, election committee uh, elections. Um, this time around, uh, 4,900 eligible voters. How significant is that? is basically on the organizations itself. If you, I just mentioned about all China youth alone, we do have, like, we, we actually representatives uh, from um, the community. Mm-hmm. Um, all the youth sector, we have 102 members in Hong Kong, as I mentioned. They are actually from all aspects of the industry, uh, younger leaders in every um, aspect, and we are actually representing that. I mean, it's impossible to, uh, if, the ele- if the election um, committee members, if they stipulated in the basic law that it has to be some representative um, doing this election. So um, it's a different system. Uh, it's a rerun, but I'm, I think the representative is very, very significant. Basically, as I mentioned, we already ed- w- included like a, a large number of youth, large number of women, large number of uh, local representatives from grassroots level. Um, some of the community um, organizations have been serving, this community, uh, serving the grassroots sectors as well. So it's, it's more, more of a balanced out um, uh, representatives of those community in Hong Kong. Are you looking forward to your work on the election committee? <laughs> I'm already started my work. I mean, we, um, we we had the same numbers running from uh, from the um, election. So so my my seating is already announced on the 26th of August. What happened is we've been already actively doing a lot of the focus groups, trying to talk to the youngsters, um, trying to figure out what are the needs, um, what can we help. Um, all China Youth is an organization that we can actually set up some policy all the way from Beijing to Hong Kong and trying to uh, do some collaboration. Uh, we already announced eight policies that was trying to help in uh, academical or or professional levels for youngsters to uh, explore their opportunities. Um, if you can read some of the news, uh, there's eight, eight items of that. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, I actually have been talking to a lot of the other sectors because like, youth is quite a big 
sector that we can do everything, basically. So I'm trying to talk to some other subsectors representatives to see what sort of collaboration how, we can how, actually do. How do we do define together. youth now? Is it, it used to be up to 40 at one time. Is it is it younger than that now? What's, what's I'm from the China or China youth of definition. A member this should be under forty five. Um, um, uh, but that, like like youth is like we're actually serving basically everyone. I mean, for youth sector, it's not only what happens for the youth. Like sometimes you need to talk to the parents as well. Um, it's more about the whole holistic planning. Um, I remember I've been talking to some of the youngsters that they, they didn't actually study in university. It's been working for about four or five years. Um, I just checked chat with them last week. What happened is they were saying, well, they're stuck. Like, they don't have any career aspiration whatsoever. They're trying to explore some of the opportunity. So I asked them, well, what do you think about, like, Greater Bay Area? Like, is it something that is too far to reach or things like that? They actually gave me some very interesting point. They were saying, well, if you can, like, give us a little bit, like, a little support on career um, advancing, um, maybe we can do something. Like, because like, most of them say they graduated, they didn't want to go to university or they didn't have the ability to go to university. They have stopped being, like, waiter for the rest of their lives or something like that. That's what the exact wording they told me. And they said, if I can go to Greater Bay Area and be, uh, have some professional trainings on, say, F&B industry, be a supervisor and later be a manager managing smaller entities and then become like a professional in that aspect, it will be easier for them. Okay, the opportunity we'll, like that in Hong Kong is quite limited. We'll be getting um, onto this uh, subject. We'll be getting onto this subject uh, uh, very soon, actually, uh, uh, t- talking about job oh, yeah, opportunities Danny in the main. That's right. That, that, that's correct. Yeah, um, but, but just, 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 yeah, yeah. just before that, though, um, um, Chris Young, uh, hi, uh, you still with us? Chris, how about the, um, you know, the the political atmosphere at the moment and what Nixie was saying? I mean, uh, uh, peace has returned to the streets. It's not yeah. like it was in 2019. Well, uh, first, uh, of course, the I think the one side of the city's political spectrum, I think the pro-establishment camp, uh, will feel very excited about the, the developments, as, as Nixie said. Has said earlier, that um, election, uh, well, on the surface, uh, the order, I mean, more peaceful, um, say no chaos uh, outside voting stations as in previous elections. I think of which I would say a lot of pro from parties uh, have uh, taken part uh, be- be- before, and uh, they are looking forward to the new era. But I think the, the, the fact is that in this uh, election and, this, and under this uh, revamped election system, it, it only represents one side of the political spectrum. The other side is being, uh, say, um, um, denied from participating. I mean, um, there, there may be a very little room uh, a, 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 for a space for their participation, but so little and, that, and, 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 and so little compared with the uh, 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 the, the overall political landscape, the divide between uh, government and a major part of the society is is getting bigger and bigger, right. and that will be a source of um, instability in the in 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 in, in, in the short and, and, yes. and medium term. Nixie, that's an important point. The people you've been talking to in these focus groups. Oh, Nixie's gone. Oh, I was going to ask her. Um, yeah, she had to go. Okay. 
I can't ask Nixie then. Maybe I ask. <laughs> maybe I ask you, you Chris. Okay. Do you do you think the focus groups that Nixie was talking about will have included any people from the other side of the spectrum? Um, uh, first, uh, if they, even if they are willing to do so, uh, I don't think there are, there are any 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 more or, or a, a lot of uh, progress left pro-democracy groups left um, uh, still functioning, say, um, still functioning. So um, uh, th th there's a lot of problems now uh, in the system, in, this, in the society. Uh, one major part uh, of the society, I think, are not, uh, say, um, represented. Um, their participation and um, their room for expressions of their views um, is getting more and more limited. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you very much for being with us uh, this morning. Uh, Chris Young, there, political analyst and former chairman of the Hong Kong Journalists Association. Uh, thanks uh, also to the DAB's uh, Nixie Lam, who was uh, on with us uh, a little while ago. Um, and for the remainder of the programme, we're going to be uh, looking ahead. Uh, to job opportunities in mainland China for young people because uh, the central authorities uh, have announced that uh, there will be an offer of 40,000 jobs and internships uh, to young people from Hong Kong over the coming five years. Uh, that will be 10,000 jobs, 10,000 internships and uh, 20,000 exchange opportunities uh, described as a big presence from the central government by the uh, liaison office. And we're joined now uh, on the line by Stanley Choi, who's a, a standing committee member of the All China Youth Federation. Uh, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Hi, hi. Good morning. So, I mean, this is a large number. I mean, th this sounds like a, a potentially very good news for Hong Kong young people. Well, yes, uh, uh, this is also our view as well. Actually, um, a lot of the uh, uh, youth group in Hong Kong, including uh, ourselves, we have been uh, lobbying the... Uh, the Hong Kong government and, of course, the uh, the Chinese government as well um, for these kind of opportunities. Now, will they all be in the Greater Bay Area, or most of them, or will they be throughout the whole of China? Um, I think they will be uh, throughout the whole of China. Um, reason because, uh, well, I mean, obviously, uh, when we talk about internships and, um, and, uh, and job opportunities, um, I think majority of them will probably in the uh, Greater Bay Area, but um, actually I think a certain percentage of them will also be spread out um, all over China. Reason being that there are a lot of uh, industries, uh, for example, uh, chemi uh, petrochemical, right. or uh, when we talk about uh, some uh, heavy industries, they will be less concentrated in the Greater Bay Area. And will these jobs be well paid? Um, some of the, um, I think... It, it, I think the details is yet to come out, but um, I think it will probably be a combined uh, sort of like uh, uh, a, uh, I mean, for, you know, for a lot of the internships, they are basically, you know, uh, not not paid in the sense that they only receive sort of like subsidies. Right. But when we are talking about um, sort of like full-time job uh, opportunities, I believe they will probably, I mean, hopefully they will be similar to the scheme that the uh, Hong Kong government is uh is uh, offering right now, which is sort of like, you know, hopefully Hong Kong government will also provide a little bit of subsidies, and then while they will also get paid uh, in China as well. So the internships are going to be in 
mainland departments and state enterprises. Is there any particular reason for that, why they, why, why they won't be with um, private enterprises? Um, I think they will also be... Uh, um, uh, they will not be only limited to national enterprises. They will also be uh, private enterprises okay. as well, based on our past experience. Mm. It's just that uh, the reason why I think this time it, uh, it get emphasized on the national enterprise was because in the past, actually uh, a lot of the internships that were uh, arranged in the past, they, we have very little opportunities to work in uh, national enterprises. I think that's why this time it got emphasized. But I think it will be, uh, it will probably be shared amongst uh, national enterprise and private enterprise as well. I mean, especially when we are talking about um, uh, information technology industries and um, um, uh, entrepreneurship, these kind of enterprise, they tend to be more uh, in the private hands. My and they were very welcomed by the young people in the past. That was going to be my question, actually. Do you think mm -hmm. these opportunities uh, will be attractive to Hong Kong young people? Oh, yes, I think so, because um, um, I must say that, um, I mean, I myself, uh, we have, um, like the, uh, the organization where I volunteer at, we have been uh, arranging uh, internships and job opportunities in China before, and this time, before, um, before these uh, policies were, were rolled out, Actually, we were sort of like being consulted before. We were asked, you know, like what sort of industry people are, uh, young people are interested. And we did revert uh, what I was saying about, you know, IT industry, entrepreneurship, right. national enterprises, and also some um, industry where it was only recently that was uh, open to Hong Kong people, for example, in the legal industry, in the education industry, yeah. Do you think Cantonese will be enough or will they have to speak Putonghua? Well, I think uh, Putonghua, because this is the na national language of China, so, right. uh, uh, but I mean, you know, trust me, uh, you know, I I'm 45 years old. When I talk to the young people who are 20, their Putonghua is much better than mine, and I can survive in China, so I think they will have no problem, to be honest. Okay, well, let's hope that's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, we have an email here from from David, who, which is a little bit critical. It says, uh, "You talk about all these great job opportunities, but you don't talk mm. about uh, visas. You don't talk about the extortionate transport costs, and you don't talk about higher tax rates. Also, rents are going up in China, and so is food. Um, are, are there? W what about those points? Uh, are Are there any particular?" impediments or, or obstacles uh, for young people going to work uh, in the mainland in terms of, you know, cost, uh, uh, that sort of thing? Well, I think um, uh, what David said is, uh, is, uh, uh, it, 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 is a, it is a reflect a reflection of the reality. I mean, the, the, uh, uh, the reality is that the cost uh, of living in China is going up. Mm -hmm. But uh, on the other hand, if, uh, if you still... If you look at uh, a lot of the cities, I mean, if you look at Shanghai, Guangzhou, Beijing, the, li the uh, cost of living is probably very similar to Hong Kong now. But then, of course, you know, like uh, if you uh, if you look at the pay in these uh, three major cities, they are actually uh, not that low compared to Hong Kong. And of course, you know, like we have been um, uh, we have been uh, in discussion with uh, uh, like authorities about. Uh, start trying to provide some, uh, you know, transportation relief to uh, to young people in China uh, who are working in China. For example, some of them they may want to travel between uh, Hong Kong and China uh, using the high speed rail. So we have been lobbying for 
things like you know monthly uh, tickets and stuff like that. So right. I mean, by by the time these opportunities are pushed out, hopefully we will have some uh, accommodating uh, facilities to help them. And I hope we've addressed by then the the quarantine situation. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think um, you know, like uh, 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 despite you know having uh, like the, uh, the the pandemic right now. Actually, still a lot of the young people who uh, who apply successfully under the uh, government scheme to work in Greater Bay Area, they have. In fact, it is like within the coming two weeks, they they are all going up to Greater Bay now. So um, they will all be subject to uh, still 21 days of quarantine. But I mean, we are talking about uh, a longer term uh, exposure. So, uh, well, I mean, you know, it is it is it, it, we just need to achieve a balance between you know like. Um, uh, protection and also right. job opportunity, I guess. Yeah. How, how about social media? I mean, you can't get a pe- person under 20 to go anywhere where there's mobile phone and access to all the uh, gigors on there. Um, but some of the uh, so- social media is not accessible from within the mainland, is it? Well, actually, um, it is uh, not... Uh, uh, it, what you said is true, but actually what happened is that... Um, uh, uh, you know, like there are uh, Chinese uh, mobile companies in Hong Kong who provide what we call, you know, uh, one card, two numbers, uh, that kind of uh, uh, services. Actually, these services are broadly being used by young people in Hong Kong working in China. And if you use these kind of plans, you can actually access all the Internet in China. So this is not a problem. That's, that's worth knowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I do a... I do uh, uh, encourage, um, uh, uh, I mean, uh, people who go to China very often to apply for these kind of plans. Uh, you can access basically everything in China using, uh, the, using the, uh, uh, the, uh, the plan that is uh, applied in Hong Kong with the Chinese mobile companies. And how about um, work documentation? I mean, most, uh, most young people will be going to the mainland using home visit permits, but uh, um, do, they need, uh, do they need any special a visa to to work in the mainland as well um in the past uh, if we are talking about internships normally they will they will be uh uh if it is internship normally mm-hmm. the um the number of days that they stay is uh, slightly shorter and because uh, a lot of these uh, uh internships are endorsed by the uh, uh chinese authority so normally we uh, we will have um already applied for these kind of uh sort of like work authority in china for them but then, of course, you know, for the uh, job opportunities where we are talking about, you know, long-term permanent jobs, of course, I think they will just need to go through the same process, which is to apply work permits in China. But at the same time, because of the um, endorsement by the Chinese government, I mean, we, they are, we are talking about all these young people applying to work in China through this kind of scheme, which was actually designed by the Chinese authority. I don't think that will be a problem at all. You think we you, have yeah. never encountered this kind of problem in the past. So the, the scheme, in fact, will be facilitating. The procedures might still be there, but it yeah. will be made easy for the individuals to, to get through them. Yeah, exactly. And I think it will be uh, organized in a, uh, a much more uh, uh, organized manner. Uh, compared to the past, because in the past a lot of them were actually organized by uh, sort of like uh, private NGOs or, or small NGOs in Hong Kong, and sometimes the standard can vary a bit. All right. Are you a member of the election committee as well, Mr. Choi? Oh, yes, I am, yes. Okay, okay so we've had two on the show already today. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> had Nixie before. Yeah. Have you been yeah. joining these focus groups as well, talking to young people? 
Um, um, I uh, when I joined in, I I, I vaguely uh, 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 hear what you said just now. I mean, normally I do focus group, uh, focus group with young people myself quite often uh, because I, I I volunteer at an NGO whereby the main beneficiaries are young people. All right. Uh, is that will there be any screening involved with this uh, to you know to to make sure that the the young people involved are deemed to be suitable? Because of course uh, you know um, looking back two years, well they have we to be patriots. Well, yes, yeah, quite. Uh, you're talking about the uh, uh, these uh, job opportunities in yeah. China, right? Yeah. 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 Um, well, uh, in the past, um, when we uh, do these kind of uh, uh, internships opportunities or job opportunities, we do. We do need to interview young people, and uh, um, uh, I must be very honest with you. Uh, those who are not willing uh, to go to China, they don't even have a, what we call the home return card. Mm. So that will become a, 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 a an obstacle for them, not for us, really. And uh, but then when we interview, we are more uh, to pick people who are uh, 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 very curious, very wanting to go and explore China and have the. Uh, what we call sometimes the the heart of taking an adventure in China. And so uh, it is more, I mean, very often we focus on these kind of area more than, uh, I mean, we rarely ask them political questions in interviews, really. Okay, well, thank you very much for joining us on the programme this morning. Uh, Stanley Choi there, who's a standing committee member of the All-China Youth Federation. That brings us uh, to the end of the, this morning's uh, edition of Back Chat. Uh, just before the news summary and morning brew, a quick look at the weather. It's going to be uh, hot with sunny periods and a few showers, isolated thunderstorms. Uh, top temperature around 32 degrees in the urban areas, a couple of degrees higher in the new territories, like to moderate easterly winds. The outlook, a few showers in the next few days, sunny periods on the mid-autumn festival. It's currently 30 degrees, humidity 80%. The thunderstorm warning is in effect and will remain so until 10.45. Everyone wants to be recognized and praised. Your child is no different. Try to focus on the process, not the outcome. Acknowledge their effort. Help your child to learn through mistakes. Prepare your child to lead a happy and positive life. Care, encouragement, and acceptance are keys to building a positive family. The new summary with Todd Harding. Nearly 90% of eligible voters cast their ballots yesterday for about a quarter of the 1,500 seats to form the new election committee. The poll was the first of three local elections after Beijing's revamp of Hong Kong's electoral system. But the results of the first subsector, involving around 50 votes, did not come in until 3am. The head of the Electoral Affairs Commission, Barnabas Fung, said he was very sorry for the delay in the announcement, saying the time needed had far exceeded reasonable expectations. And cash-strapped mainland property developer Evergrande looks likely to default on debt interest payments this Thursday. The company had been issuing high-yield bonds and retail financial products based on the idea that land prices would continue to rise. I'll have more news at 10 o'clock. Stand by for the brew. Uh, sociology prof from the University of Set and Costume Designer, great interpreter of Beethoven. And so oh so shy, quiet and retiring doggy council co-founder of Rockefeller Records. Hello. This is really for adults, it's not really for kids. Good morning. Yeah, well, it's fun, you know. Hello. Decipher what's happening behind the myth. Good morning. In-depth interviews and also observations. Absolutely no way.
on your radio and live online. This is The Morning Brew. Good morning to you. Hello. Welcome to a new week here on The Morning Brew. It's Monday all day long. So at 10.10 today, the all-knowing, award-winning local and world rugby report, of course, with Robbie McRobbie, the CEO. And if you're in the United States, birthday boy of Hong Kong rugby. Tracy Kwan is going to be with us after that. Live from New York, this week's lowdown from the Big Apple, plus a jolly good Bitcoin scam and some bookie stuff. After 11.30, James Ross joins us for the first part of another week of Music of My Life. His occasional series when he sits down with superstars from the world of music and gets them to pick the records. Legendary music manager Miles Copeland this week, who not only launched the police back in the 70s, they also work with bands like the Sex Pistols, Squeeze, the Go-Go's, R.E.M., the Bangles, and loads more. And after that, we're going to catch up with Morning Brew's man of cricket, Tim Cutler. Tim's going to join us live from Port Vila in Vanuatu, where he is the CEO of the Vanuatu Cricket Association. Let's get on it. This is Corner Shop and a brim full of Asher. Right here on Radio 3. Yeah. 